Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Hello and welcome back to Business Unfiltered. I'm joined by Mercer, Jeff Sauer here, and today we're going to talk about the topic of when you should generate leads using cold outreach. Now, this is a topic that I get asked about all the time, actually all the time, and people wonder if that's the Hail Mary pass they need to fix their business. They might see people successful. They might get cold, out, cold outreach themselves, and I just want to talk about it. So Mercer, I'm going to hand it over to you. What would you consider to be cold outreach as your definition? Um, this is probably going to be harsh, but I kind of consider like spam in a lot of ways. Like it's, you know, I, I remember, I remember having a conversation with a, with a friend of mine in some group years ago where he was telling me about this thing and he's like, it's not spam. And I'm like, well, how is it not spam? He's like, well, cause you just go after you, you're emailing people and I'm like, with their permission, he's like, well, no, uh, but it's cold outreach. It's different. I'm like, oh, so it's just spam, just not at scale. Like, I guess cold outreach at scale is spam is how that's what it, but, it, but the spirit of it is just kind of spammy. Um, that said, I, I appreciate it. I have a sales background. I get that you have to prospect. So how else do you do it? But, but that's sort of how I see it. I see this cold outreach as you're interrupting somebody's day, you know, trying to pitch your product or service. Um, at least that's mostly how the message is received when I start seeing that sort of stuff, which is why I, I look at it sort of negatively as a, as a, um, path. How do you, how do you use it? I, I think, I don't think that that's the ultimate way of looking at it. I just think like that's currently how I look at it, you know, but I'm yeah. curious how you look at it. Yeah. Similar. I mean, I, I think that that's a good way to look at it. I mean, the definition of spam is an unwanted message <laughs> that you didn't opt into. And it's, it's elite. It's literally against the can spam act. If you don't give somebody the ability to opt out or get them, you know, give them an, an easy ability to opt out without interacting with you. So cold outreach where somebody sends you an email and doesn't give you a way out of it is spam. And I think that's that's part of the reason why cold outreach gets a bad name is because spam and cold outreach in the wrong hands are the same thing. Right. <laughs> then there's, actually, right. there's, there's, there's outreach that is prospecting, that is bringing in new business. That is a necessary way to expand beyond referrals. You know, we've done an episode on referrals already, but that's that's a way to expand beyond it. So when you do it the right way, with the right intentions and you follow the rules, you don't break any laws. It is a vital component of a company expanding beyond a certain revenue amount, right? So it's, it's a good tactic that an agency or a service provider can use to introduce themselves to a new audience, an audience that, that may be ready for what you have. And so I think that it's, it's actually a pretty good part of the toolbox of the, of the process of getting business for agencies over a million dollars, maybe over a few million dollars in revenue that becomes something that you need to have some way of introducing yourself to new people. And that is a tactic that you have in your toolbox, right? So, and that, that, that leads me to thinking about, so, so I think we define it in a similar way. Uh, um, there is some nuance to it, right? Cold outreach is like cold calling is not a bad thing if it's your main source of business. And if you, if you take no for an answer, when you don't take no for an answer, that that's right. a big thing, right? So, and that leads us to some strategy stuff. I think both of us have probably gotten to where we are, at least for our, our current businesses without having to do any cold outreach. Like we, we are in the point where we're living off of and subsisting off of, off of the, the warm introductions that are coming in our content marketing. So that so we're definitely from that school. I can already tell, but yeah. I, I definitely see a point in the future where that's going to have to be what I do is to have, whether it's 
warm or cold or lukewarm medium, that, that's something that's going to have to happen. And so I think the strategy on this, as far as I'd say strategy, it's, it's basically looking at your marketing mix and saying, when do I need a little bit more? When do I need a little bit more than what I have right now in order to round out my, my revenue? Because thinking of things like sending email marketing, things like um, blogging, content marketing, all these things take time and they're sort of lumpy. Like you might have a hit what puts you on the map and then it just goes away, right? And that's the same thing for referrals. Referrals are lumpy. I think cold outreach potentially could be something that that gets over the lumpiness in your revenue because if you just keep on sending your message out there to a new audience over and over again, it might be able to introduce you to new people. And, and that's, um, I think, a strategy people use is cold email and cold outreach in order to get over some of the lumpiness of these other types of revenue. And so that that's something that's interesting to me. Do you think that 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 would be something that eventually when your when your revenue spikes a little bit too much because of the things you're doing, would you ever introduce that as a way to bring in new people or would you rely on a different channel entirely? Let's make that a problem I have to solve. Way too much revenue. How do I make it less lumpy? Um, yeah, I think it, it is definitely possible. I was at a, at a conference um, just this past weekend, actually, where they were talking about um, essentially the business model of the, of the SDRs, right? So having somebody that's a, that's a sales development rep that's coming in, that's setting appointments, that's booking calls for higher ticket uh, products and services, like a lot of agencies need, right? It's very tough to sell what we do online. You've got to talk with somebody if you're doing some products and services for somebody for some sort of done for you service. And so their, their model for that was going to a list broker, buying an email list. You know, you go in, you use something like Mailshake or some other tool that you can set up to, to send these emails out, right? To, to generate, to turn nurture, so to speak, um, to get to see if there's any interest or using LinkedIn sales navigator, right? Another tool that a lot of people are using for, for things like that. And I, and I think the concept is okay. I do. I just think it's to your point. It's like how you use it is important because it can be so spammy so fast. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people aren't aren't really putting in the effort again. They're, they're using it as a push button, simple tool. Like, oh, I'm just going to add cold outreach. I'll push that thing. I'll load, you know, these tools with all these extra emails. And then just over time, it'll constantly be prospecting on autopilot. And it's this whole like, you know, let's let let's let the bots rule the company instead of having a manager, a human, you know, run the company. And I think you need to have humans involved. And especially with this, because this is a first impression to what could be your best prospect in the world. But if you come across as a spammer in your copy, where it's all about you, like, I'd love to show you how, you know, we can help you get the blah, 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 blah. And then two days later, I'm going to get an email from you. Hey, just making sure you saw this email. And three days after that, I'm gonna get the exact same. Why? Because they're all using the same script. So I know it's not a human. I don't feel bad about not answering. I don't. I definitely don't want to inject in it because they're not putting a lot of effort and building a relationship with me. So why would I want to build a relationship back with them? They're just kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing who comes through. And I think if you use cold outreach to that level of scale, like I guess it works. Don't get me wrong. I think number wise, it probably does. But I would prefer it personally to be a little more targeted. Like I've, I've had some where they, they reach out to me, they've done research, they know, and this is a dead giveaway for me, they don't call me Chris, they call me Mercer, because I go by Mercer in the real world. This is, everybody calls me Mercer. So they call me Mercer. If they call me Chris, I know they just bought a list. And I'm just insert first name here, right? But they've done some research. They understand the company. They say, hey, I really like this thing where you were talking about this thing. And they actually read it, right? Um, but did some research, just like old-fashioned sales. When humans used to sell to humans, I miss these days, right? It's like you did some research. You would go and you would find out if they liked fishing or whatever the thing was so you could build rapport. 
So I think if you put in the work and then you add cold outreach on top of it, it could be like this little rocket engine that really helps propel because I do believe in the automation aspects of that. But I think it has to be done uh, purposefully as opposed to just sort of, you know, blindly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm on the same on the same page with that. As you you mentioned the word relationships, I think that you know that's that's by nature not so much uh, effective cold outreach as as, um, as just sending out messages, right? So if you're if you're using cold outreach as a way to create a relationship or to to take things to the next level with the relationship, then you'd have a different approach than just spraying and praying and just putting out number, or, you know, just just doing a volume game, spam is a numbers game it basically you just need to get enough out there that you'll get something in there i think that i mean there's a reason why these why gdpr exists why these things are considered to be illegal in a lot of places because it's bad (laughs) i think that when it's legally bad i think we can officially say on our podcast (laughs) that this is bad (laughs) it's it's a it's a poor quality experience for the user at least it's that right even if it's not (laughs) illegal and wherever you are in the world it's just a poor quality experience between your brand and the user, right? Like this is what you're, and that's why I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand because they're trying to get that person to dial or pick up a phone or respond to an email. And they they forget that they're hurting their brand. The way that they are doing that is is yeah. literally them marketing their brand and what they stand for. Yeah. So be, you know, be careful when you do that. Especially when your tactic, when, when they, the first thing they say is get a burner domain, <laughs> get a different domain right. that's not your main one. It's like, okay, it's going well, to get why? shut down or yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sucks, right. Yeah. 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 But I, you did touch on something and, and I think it's, well, good into tactics now, but some of these things will end up being strategies as well, but like doing some research, it's, it's already, it is a cold outreach strategy. It is something you can do. And I think that it works better, you know, to do it that way. So my, my agency we did hire a cold calling person multiple times who would just get a list. And this is back when people answer the phone um, and they would get a list of people that call the office and they'd keep on calling until they got, you know, somebody in line and they'd say, Hey, are you interested in, in a marketing automation system? Are you interested in, in getting more leads from Google? Like they would do that type of stuff. And honestly, the leads that came in from that were usually really bad. <laughs> um, they weren't even that good at quality because people were maybe in it for the wrong reasons or responding for the wrong reasons versus the ones that would come in after they read a blog post or after we met them at a networking event or somewhere else, they would be much higher quality. So we had to shift, we had to shift away from just pure cold calling, dialing for dollars is what we called it to being more like a, to being more focused on, on account-based marketing. How do you let this company know that you exist? So, so you're doing more touch points with the company versus with the individual you're putting, you know, you're maybe sending them something in the mail you're putting, you're putting, you know, a lumpy mail technique where you get something in the mail. You might call on them. You might put them onto your email list uh, the first time and, and like get them onto your newsletter. You might target that company on LinkedIn. You might, you might connect with these people on LinkedIn. So you're actually doing a much more high quality uh, approach with account-based marketing than cold outreach because you're saying, hey, I want to work with these ten companies. So there's the, some of these things are just a sign of your sophistication. It's like, do you want to work with every company or do you want to work with this handpicked list of 20 companies and really work that relationship? I think yep. that, that, that the later result is better. The later result will get you better, better, longer term relationships with your clients because there's trust that's in there. And you're showing that you're, you, even though you are cold to them, you are building a relationship. It's a cold relationship, right? But it is a relationship. And so that is a, a thing that really works as opposed to, just saying uh, it's a numbers game. So that's the line that I draw. Yeah. Like, these are both forms of cold outreach. I think that at some point a company needs that. 
especially a service business. Maybe not so much when you're when you're selling things via email, but even that, like your cold outreach is essentially an ad then, right? So it depends on the product, but but cold outreach is usually a way of scaling a successful business that has plateaued with the other methods, which is referrals, which we've talked about in an episode. It is, you know, referrals, word of mouth, um, and, and just using your your tactical marketing to the warm audience, right? So once you're out of yep. a warm audience, you need to get more people. And, the, and th that's why ad platforms exist. And that's why outreach platforms exist, because that is, for most people, the next the next frontier you're going into. But I think that, that the main thing that we like is that, or that we're talking about here is it's a relationship. If you're going into this thing, establishing a relationship, you'll get better results, better, longer lasting clients. And even though it is cold, it is a more responsible and ethical and legal way to do it. So would you agree with that distinction? Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's, it's because instead of you are trying to get a transaction, you're trying, you're trying to demonstrate you're there for the long haul. Right. So it's, it's like all things. It's not that the tool is bad. A hammer can build furniture, but it can also take down a house if you use it to destroy a bunch of stuff. Right. So it's not the tool itself that's bad, but it's how we're using the tool specifically when it goes to cold outreach. If you're doing it with the intention of creating that longer term relationship, like saying, Hey, we're going to have this, we're, we're going to be doing business for a while together and you go in with that sort of attitude, you get a better result from it. If you're going in with the, hey, I just need to get a sale for a $7 ebook or whatever it is that you're trying to do, less chance of a real relationship, more chance of the negative consequences coming in from that exact same tool set. So that makes a that makes a ton of sense uh, to me. Do you do you think about it from because I've I've worked with like um, very small copywriters who are who are using this technique to get started like they actually start with the cold outreach stuff they've bought the list to their credit they're doing a little more research and they're focused right so they're kind of following that pattern of let's do a little more research and um talk to the person as if we had cared at all about building a relationship with them right like they have to they do that in the beginning they sort of demonstrate they care first and that's why they want a relationship versus like hey are you possibly into me if not i'm just going to swipe left or right or whatever you, the young kids are doing on the tinders um but you get the idea like are you do you always think it's something that that should be layered on last or would you recommend somebody kind of starting it out first yeah that's a, that's a good question um it depends on on your validation of, of your idea. So like if you a copywriter most likely went through some kind of not just how to write copy, but then they went into how to generate business. And, and we've all been on the other side of like um, somebody's tactical how to generate business. So they'll 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 give you their they'll send you an email like, hey, I worked with somebody who's like you. I worked with people like so they'll say I worked with somebody in the coaching industry or the or the e-course industry. They'll usually have a name you've heard of that that if they have a name you've heard of, then at least you can respond. They'll name drop you know, whoever they worked with. And then they'll say stuff like, you know, would you like to, to talk to me? That That is probably, they probably learned that somewhere, right? They probably either learned it in their in their copywriting class or their how to make money as a copywriter accelerator program or something like that. So you can sort of see that they're all using the same templates and everything like that, but at least they did their research. So that's a symptom of somebody who might be good because they did their research and they, they came to you saying, I know you do courses. I know that you probably might need a copywriter. I'm here. I'm out there. Now, I always have this weird skeptical thing where I think a copywriter specifically, and this, this, the other positions are the same way, how many people can you write for at a time? Like if a copywriter is spending all their time doing cold outreach, um, I don't think they're a very good copywriter, <laughs> generally speaking, because if you're that in demand, you should have a backlog of clients. You can only work with one or two clients at a time as a copywriter. 
maybe you can advise more of them. But like, if you're ready to work with me this week, that's a really bad sign for that person as a copywriter. It means that they're not very good if they have to do it. So that's actually a turnoff for me for that particular role. And I would, I would want, I almost only work on referral basis with copywriters because every time I've had somebody approach me and I've, and I've accepted them on their, their offer, it hasn't been very good. Yeah, um, other roles, yeah. you know, and, and like, you know, but then yeah. there's things like accountants. It's like, okay, well, it's like accountants will approach me all the time. Like, Hey, I heard you're successful in business or they, they probably found somewhere, you know, a list of people who have X employees and then reached out to me and they're like, do you need accounting? And do you need insurance? And it's like, those ones I'm, I'm sort of, I just, it's like, if I need it, maybe, but why would I ever not do my own research on that too? So right. a lot of times when service providers are, they're spending a lot of time reaching out to me. I'm just like, they must not be doing very well. It almost seems desperate to do it versus yeah. like if you do it later on and you have a case study and you, and you actually like create a relationship, you're actually just saying, I want to create the next relationship. So to me, doing it too early is usually a sign of desperation for me is what I'd say. Um, you know, I, well, really, yeah. I like, I like just the way you're talking about it in terms of how it's skinned, if that makes sense, like how yeah. your, how your message is skinned, you're skinning it in this cold email architecture and because so many other people misuse that, you sort of get lumped into that, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, even if I did need a bookkeeper, like I, I got, I was on a receiving end of one that was another copywriter where I just didn't have the need for the copywriter, but the emails were entertaining. Like they were yeah. useful. I read them. I thought they were cool. Like he did a good job. I never responded. So it didn't quite work out to build a relationship with us, but mostly it's because I didn't have the need, right? I might have piqued a little bit of interest, but not, but I think to your point, like the bookkeepers, the accountants, you know, you're, they're relying on the fact that somebody's having a conversation right now going, geez, if only like almost like in the movies where it's like, I'm going to marry the next girl that walks through that door, no matter what, you know? And it's like, Oh, I'm just going to marry the next accountant that happens to ask for my business. And it's like said, no business person ever. <laughs> right. And yet that's sort of what the marketing's doing is like, Oh, maybe I'll walk through the door and they're just going to need an accountant and be like, Oh yes, magic. Right. But that's not true. That's not how we buy accounting services. We buy them yeah. by comparing, by mostly working with trusted other vendors that, or other business owners that have used those that recommend because they've had experience with it because it is a more complex purchase. And maybe that cold outreach is a bad way of introducing that, that relationship in general, which is cool. Cause maybe it make me, it just, it doesn't make sense for you to do it potentially as an agency. Right. So yeah. I would be curious about that because I could also see the use case where it's like, hey, you know, we've got this, um, you know, let's say it was an accountant and say, listen, here's here's 13 things that business owners don't know that, you know, that they're that they're where they're underutilizing their existing accounting services. Yeah. So like something that was more of a, uh, hey, we're not here to like if you want to use us, it's great. But really, we're here for you to get more usage out of your current accountant. Here's some things you might want to ask them about. OK, I could see that. Right where it's not jump on a call with us. It's not, let's buy these services, but I'm now kind of paying attention to the competitor a little bit because they gave me useful information. Yeah. If I click on that link, they can retarget me at that point, right? Cause now I'm on their site, assuming that it's not a PDF attachment or something, which would be unusual, but they can retarget. They at least know that I came back to their site to yeah. look at their guide or whatever. So it's like, so I could see some, some, if, if you're going to use this cold outreach, do it real service oriented and give, give, give in the beginning. If you're trying to get, which I think is what I am on the receiving end, people are always trying to get something from me, specifically my time on some call. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, I get it. I don't need your services. So I, yeah. and even if I did, I think to your point, I'm like, I wouldn't buy them this way anyway. I wouldn't buy just some, some random that happened to have timing on their side. 
I would rather do a little bit of research. So yeah, I totally I mean, agree going on the accounting firm piece, I, I definitely, so I've been outreached a lot about two things and both of them get a response from me, generally speaking, although not anymore, but it's, it's not just saying, do you want accounting service? That's too broad. That's too, it's like, right. Hey, I mean, that's a lot. That's like asking, that's violating almost to think about like, I don't know if I want to talk to somebody about this, right? It's like, you know, that that's just too personal to, to have all services. But I the R&D tax credit is a really good one. That means that they did their homework. They treat you like, they're like, hey, you're a tech company. So you're like, oh, I'm a tech company. They sort of played the ego a little bit. And there's a tax credit. There's an outcome on a discrete project that can come in there. So that's a good outreach for an accountant that's worked. Um, the other one is this $26,000 payroll credit in the US. Now that's, that's like, if you, if you paid retained employees, 2020 and 2021, you can get like this, this tax credit and that, that firm could work with you and then they could get all the rest of your services. Now I get, yep. I've gotten called about that no less than 50 times now. So it sort of like goes, it, it's not, you know, that one alone, it's like out of taste, but the first time I heard it was pretty novel. Right. So yeah. that's, that's one way to do it. And let's, let's go back to like marketing agencies who are some of the people in our audience or, I mean, anything, like that, that would make more sense. It's like, hey, did you know that, like, give them a, like, what's your offer to this person? What are you offering them versus just general? Do you want SEO services? Like when you ask, when you say cold outreach, do you want SEO services? You are, you're competing with spammers from all over the world. <laughs> like there's right. no seedier, spammier person in the world than somebody who sells, who, who reaches out to you cold about SEO, right? But what if you could, you know, what if you could have some kind of evidence that it would work? Or if you had said, hey, I'll give you a free audit you know, let me know. I'll, I'll tell you how you're doing. I'll give you the lay of the land. That person might respond because they're like, oh, this is interesting. No risk here. I'm getting a free audit. I'm learning something I didn't know. And then, then you're getting them on the, on the opportunity to get, to get in front of them. So yep. I think cold outreach with an offer even is a sign that you want to build a relationship. I mean, I think that's, that's the big thing that we're talking about here is what is, is somebody doing cold outreach in order to sell you on something or are they cold outreaching to build a relationship? And, and I think, yeah. can, you know, those are both things that exist. The ones that are trying to sell you something, they are so obvious that they're trying to sell you something that it's not even funny, right? Like, you know, like it's so obvious. And like, I, I'm getting one now. There, there must be some dumb dumb out there who's got like a outreach class. And now it's, they read my recommendations on LinkedIn. And I got it yeah. twice. And I was like, Jeff, I was floored by that recommendation. <laughs> I was so moved by the recommendation you got from Sean. And I was like, oh, the, the most recent recommendation on my thing. Like, okay, so you, you got my name from LinkedIn. You put me into a little you know, crystal ball. Insert, insert AI scraper bot here. The right. GPT and put it out there. I was like, and then like, how's things in Vienna? Cause that's that's where I live and I have it on my thing. And it's like, oh yeah, they just, they 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 had the city that I'm in and they had the late, latest recommendation. I was like, that that's like a really shitty attempt. Excuse my language. That's a really, poor attempt at trying to start a, a relationship. So even relationships, yeah. like, what are you trying to get out of this? Like the best, like the best relationships with the client are simply, they need you, you want it, you need, you can help them and you help like yeah. anything else is, is unnecessary. Yeah, I totally agree. I, 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 uh, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't mind the sale part because obviously we're all here for sales, right? Sales and revenue is what drives, drives the world. But I think it's to your point of what's the, what's the thing they care about the most? Like, don't get me wrong. I care about sales and revenue too, right? So I get that. However, I understand the relationships are what generate that. So I'm relationship first, 
for the purposes of generating, you know, sales and revenue and profits. Like that's what it's for, as opposed to sales, revenue and profits at the expense of the relationships because I'm just going to turn and burn. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? Like some of these cold emails, you just know they don't care at all. Like you're just a number. As soon as you buy whatever the thing is, they're, you're gone. You're out. They're not going to have a relationship with anybody there and, and sort of move on versus the people who are like, hey, I genuinely want to help and then move somebody through a journey. You know, and I think, I think, again, I think the technique, there's nothing wrong with the technique. It's, it's how it's applied and coming at it from this point of service, um, could be pretty good. Like, I like your idea of the audits where it's like, what if they just did an audit on my site, actually just do some automated thing, took a snapshot of it as an image, popped it in the emails. Like, Hey, here's what it looks like. You can go find the rest here, you know, and just give me a direct link to that audit. So I can go see for myself, yeah. you know, that, I mean, that's, that's demonstrating at least they put in some work. Right. Because even saying, hey, we're going to run an audit for you is like, yeah, well, it's like saying, you know, you made this PDF checklist, but I just got to opt in for it. It's like, just give me the thing. Yeah. Right. Give me give me at least a taste, especially with cold email, because the high, it's a very high distrust. Right. Because, um, you know, we all know not to click on emails from strangers. And yet that's all we get every day is emails from strangers. So the cold email ones stand out because they're written poorly in most cases. They're, to your point, using the same template that the class taught, you know, in the same yeah. cadence of, and they use the basically the darn near the same words, yeah. um, you know, which again is, is unfortunately lazy. I get it. It works in the beginning, but it doesn't work if everybody keeps using the same thing. So you got to yeah, mix exactly. it up a little once bit. It's, once it's in a software, it's no longer. Yeah, bad. exactly. But, but to your point, like, you know, do the audit, do something fast and easy with a quick little snapshot. Hey, I was looking at this. I noticed these things. I've seen emails like that and they are intriguing. I can't say that I respond to every single one of them, right. For, for various reasons, but those are the ones where I'm leaning in going, maybe I have a problem. You know, maybe I should go take a look at that, um, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it's funny. It's, so it seems like our recommendation is not cold outreach. It's tepid outreach. Mm. <laughs> which I'm not, it's basically saying like it might be a little chilly, but, you know, I think that we're in the same boat. Like we both, you know, we have blogs. We have LinkedIn. Like I post on LinkedIn. We blog all the time. Those are my ways of getting somebody to be in front of me that has an introduction. So it's, I'm, I'm, I, I rely on the first introduction happening on that person's own volition. And then once that happens, fair game, right? So if, if they've connected with me on LinkedIn and then I do some outreach on there, I feel better about that than I do yep. if, you know, if they've seen, if they've interacted with a post that I did, if, the, if they went on our blog site or on our blog, I can remarket to them. I can do that type of stuff. I, I can email people. Those are things that I feel okay about because they've made the initiative and they're already they got that first impression in front of me, right? I don't yep. want pure cold email. I don't want an email in their inbox being their first impression that they ever heard of me. I just that's just not how I operate. And but but I but once once that introduction is made, I'm it's all about trying to build that relationship through through messages and then getting an offer in front of them. And so that's that's where I call it more of like not not cold, definitely not warm, like where they're filling out a contact form. You can't really rely on people filling out your contact form or raising their hand nearly as much, but that's somewhere in the middle where they're choosing you on their first impression. And then you get into your normal sales sequence. That's the way that I would recommend that most service businesses scale. Does it take more time? Yeah. Because cold email, you sign up for a software on AppSumo. It's, it's like $39 for life. They give you eight templates for how to send an email. You send it out on your burner domain that literally costs you the $39 plus your time, right? That, the lower the barrier of entry, the worse it is. Creating content's expensive, 
blogging is expensive. Adding a remarketing component is expensive. Having somebody manage your ads, even doing stuff on LinkedIn, it's hard. It's expensive. These are all time-consuming things, but that is also a sign that this person is really wants a relationship. So that that's definitely how I go about things. How about you? Do you, would you would you say that that's the right path to go forward? Would you say like, are you against cold, cold? Would you, does this warm introduction or that they make the first move type thing work for you? Or does that? Yeah. Again, I think it's how it's done, right? Like, I don't think the technique itself is just poisonous to me. It's just, it's such a sharp knife that you have to be very careful with it. You know, it's yeah. how I look at it. such a sharp tool because it can be misused. And most people, most people are misusing it. So you're lumped in with that. Yeah. So if you use this technique, you're already a spammer. Now it's just what kind of spammer are you? But that's a hard hole to dig out of, right? So instead of that, I think kind of to your point is, you know, and, and almost like in my head, it makes it, it, makes it a, a competitive advantage is there there aren't people who are putting in the work because they're so it's so easy to download a list of a million people and throw it into some burner bot thing and just crank it out. And then you sit back and quote unquote, collect the money while you're sitting on the beach. And that's what everybody thinks is going on. It's not, everyone's just quickly ignoring it and realizing out of Dorian spam filters are catching it and it's becoming harder and harder to actually get those messages to people. But the person who actually goes, you know what, I'm going to put a little more effort in. I'm going to read Jeff's posts. I'm going to maybe leave a comment, a thoughtful comment, not just great post, Jeff, totally agree and hope you buy, buy my company later. It's like, yeah. no, an actual thoughtful comment. And then email them about that. Hey, I really had a bunch of broad posts. My thoughts on it were this, this, and this. I actually left comments there. I'd love to hear what you're thinking you know, about it. I'm going to create a conversation just for that. I don't even have to pitch whatever the thing is that I'm talking about. I could generally be interested in in what you're talking about. Then it's maybe you get a conversation started. Then it's, hey, listen, FYI, you know, I wanted to also give this to you. We do things with, um, you know, telephone systems. And so we wanted to give you this to you. I, I created this little thing for you on how you might use it. I'm not sure if you're using telephone systems or not, but if you are, it'll help you with it. If not, at least helps you determine if it's something in. Either way, I wanted you to have it. You know, if you want to discuss things, let me know. But now it's like, okay. I get why they did the comment. I start to see the matrix a little bit on their side, but I appreciate it because they put an effort. And that's what the cold, the traditional quote unquote cold email system doesn't allow for. It doesn't allow for effort. And if it's, and if you're not putting an effort because you're broadcasting out to a million people, you're going to get these generic bot-like responses from the marketplace because they're going to treat you like that because it's, it's how you're acting. You know? Yeah. So I think putting in that extra few minutes, digging into something, for a client who you really want, you know, maybe it's like the dream 1000 or something like that sort of level. If it's a decent client's qualified and, and the prospecting system is saying, hey, this is this would be a great client if we can get them, then you put in the effort, you think it through, you, you, you know, do a little bit of research and it doesn't take a lot. It just takes any at this point. Uh, that's how low the bar is, I think. And then you stand out. Your quote unquote cold emails won't look cold. They won't blend in with the rest of everybody else's stuff because you're not doing the same thing. Even though you are using the exact same technique, you get better responses from it. And it's like I said, the, the easiest part of that is it's just a few minutes will separate you out a hundred times over yeah. what the competition's doing because they're not doing anything. Yeah, I love it. So to wrap this up, I just I'll just summarize how we how we thought about this one, and that is that cold outreach where you're not following can spam or GDPR is literally spam and you're no different, no better. Even if you think that you're different because of blah, 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 that's spam. And the promise of easy money is luring you in, but it's going to not really be that easy of money. And you don't really have a business if you keep on doing that. Um, and you might be out of business pretty quick. 
we think that um, you should put a little bit more effort in to create a relationship because ultimately that's how you retain customers anyway, is that relationship. So make it more relationship based. You'll get higher quality leads. You'll close more deals and things will be better for you anyway. And that is how you get out of some of the lumpy revenue trap of relying only on referrals or relying only on, on certain things. So it's not a, there's not a scale of, well, there's a scale between cold and warm. It's not a on off switch, either A or B. There is a scale in between. And we would start with, yeah, warm introductions are the best. They'll always be the best. That'll always be the best thing you can ever have is somebody who says, who endorses you, who recommends you and refers you. The next level down is, is getting somebody to start just building that relationship so that you are the one that they, that they believe in, they want to buy from. And then finally, worst case scenario, once you've tapped out all your revenue opportunities by being helpful and by reaching out to people who, who have a warm introduction and doing research, then you can go ahead and spam people if you want to, if you need to make that extra billion dollars, you can do that. Um, but I'd rather have you spam via advertising at that point versus spamming via cold email. <laughs> it's so, a much bigger reach. That is true. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the Business Unfiltered podcast, and we'll see you on our next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.